0: visit roberthalf.com today
1: let's get three sleepers from jamie eisenberg right now on fantasy football today in five kirk cousins jamie's been high on kirk cousins for a while here he loves the coaching change and you have him in your top 12 and what do you think his potential is kirk cousins
0: I think his potential is top 10. I don't know if he's a top five quarterback, but I do think, you know, based on what we see about the position and waiting for guys and the upside of what they have, you know, we talk about this all the time, how good the receiving court can be and can the quarterback follow suit? I mean, you know, when you talk about Justin Jefferson being one of the top three receivers, maybe the number one receiver, uh, that's a good place to start for Cousins and Thielen and K.J. Osborne and Irv Smith and the rest of the guys there, obviously, if Thielen stays healthy uh, with what Dalvin Cooks do out of the backfield, you know, I, I think we're going to see Uh, a more aggressive approach. We've talked a lot about, you know, in terms of where they are in in pass attempts per game and how that's kind of fluctuated the last couple of seasons. And they're coming off a year where they threw the ball a little bit more than I think people realize. Uh, But Kevin O'Connell, I think, will be more aggressive in terms of how they throw the ball, maybe more in the red zone, certainly more on first downs, obvious rushing situations. I don't think we'll see them run the ball as much. It's not a knock on Dalvin Cook. I think it's just more of a belief in what they have as a passing system. O'Connell was with Kirk Cousins in Washington as the quarterback's coach there once upon a time. So These two are familiar with each other. I just think there's a lot more upside than downside with Cousins. I always like to wait on the position. He doesn't run, which is a knock on him, but I do think he can be a 4,500-yard passer, 40 touchdowns, uh, can take a significant step forward as a fantasy option.
1: He's always solid, but that would be a hell of a year, 40 touchdowns. Kirk Cousins QB 15 right now in ADP since May 1st on NFC. Naeem Hines, uh, you've been talking about this a lot once, uh, a lot too. They said they're going to use him a lot more. What does that look like at, for Naeem Hines and what do you expect from him?
0: I think he could be a 70-catch running back. You know, you just look at what this offense has and maybe what it doesn't have in the passing game. You know, we're we're, we're hearing positive reports about Paris Campbell. They like Alec Pierce. You know what Michael Pittman's going to be. There's a changing of the guard to tight end because Jack Doyle is no longer there. Uh, but I think more importantly, it's the quarterback. You know, when you have a guy like Matt Ryan who is not going to run and will use his running backs out of the backfield, uh, Jonathan Taylor still has the ability to be in the 40-catch range because of how much will be on the field. But I do think that we'll see... And I've talked to their coaching staff there, their court offense coordinator, the running backs coach uh, for a story I'm doing on Jonathan Taylor for a magazine, you know, both spoke very highly of Naheem Hines and just, you know, his ability as a pass catcher. We saw it two years ago, um, you know, in spurts with Philip Rivers. Uh, you know, I think we'll see it again with Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily do that to the same level as these two veteran guys. And as we know, quarterbacks that get older, that aren't mobile, this is what they do. They feel pressure. They look for a uh, an easy outlet and Naeem Hines, I think, will be that guy. But I do think playing in tandem with Jonathan Taylor a little bit more will help. I think he'll give you a little bit out of the backfield carrying the ball as well. You know, he's not going to necessarily be a superstar. We know that Jonathan Taylor, if he's healthy, will have that role. But uh Naeem Hines is a Austin Eckler pre superstar type of guy, a James White type of guy, a um Darren Sproles type of guy, you know, where it can be a flex for you in PPR. Um, you know, at times if you're stuck, be a starter, but Uh, Certainly going to outperform his ADP, better in PPR than the other formats, but uh, a high reception total caliber player and would not be surprising if he's in the top five receptions of the position.
1: And you can get Naeem Hines currently in round 12, and that would be fantastic for a player that you might be able to use as a flex most weeks. All right, wide receiver. Let's talk about Russell Gage. Russell Gage, his ADP is probably going to go up because earlier on Monday or Sunday night, whenever it was, Tom Brady said Russell Gage is going to have to have a big year. And he's currently wide receiver 43, going 104th overall. Where do you think Russell Gage should be drafted?
0: I think we'll see a spike in his ADP if the reports on Chris Godwin are negative. If the reports on Chris Godwin are positive and he's ready to go at the start of training camp, then this is where I think Russell Gage will live and he probably should stay in this range. But if Godwin's on the pup list to start the season, my goodness, are we going to see a spike for Russell Gage because six weeks of him as the number two receiver for Tom Brady will be fantastic. And then you factor in when we're recording this, obviously no Rob Gronkowski as of now. So what we saw last year It wasn't a lot of games because Antonio Brown was in and out of the lineup. But when Brown was there, was highly productive as the third guy. Now, the other third guys weren't that same level, which speaks to where Brown was still able to produce and how he was playing. But Russell Gage last year closed the season on a very high note when he was the number one guy for the Falcons. Clearly a quarterback upgrade. No disrespect to Matt Ryan. Tom Brady's greatest of all time. Uh, System uh, clearly better. And a lot of one-on-one Opportunities, if not nobody, covering him because of all the attention that will go to the other players in Tampa Bay's offense. I was a joke, but I think you know you see Russell Gage winning a lot of these battles. Uh, we know that Brady, when he uh, has talked highly about somebody, especially someone that he's personally recruited, uh, it was kind of a similar thing with Antonio Brown. We know that he recruited Russell Gage to come to Tampa Bay, so. Expect him to live in that five to seven target range. Expect him to have an opportunity to really be successful if there's no Godwin. And let's face it, Mike Evans isn't exactly young. So if Evans goes down, if Godwin's not there, if Gronk isn't back, the number one guy for Russell Gage, the number two guy the num- for Tom Brady, the number two guy for Tom Brady, even the number three guy for Tom Brady, can still be a very good fantasy option. So I've, I've come around on Russell Gage and, and certainly see the arrow pointing up if there is no Godwin to start to see
1: all right, that's Jamie Eisenberg. I'm Adam Azer. These have been your sleepers. We'll give you breakouts tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today and 5.